You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dubinay and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast. Bam. What's going on, Dan? Well, I mean. Well, it's been a while. Guess who got COVID? <laughs> Guess who went on vacation? This little slut got COVID, one of the variants. I went and spent a week in Clearwater, Florida, and Dan got fucking COVID. Yep, yeah, and I celebrated my 35th birthday on the Yay, 7th. Dan's and then, 35. And God gave me COVID. Well, at least, <laughs> at least there was a present. Uh, I do not recommend this COVID variant. Aha, uh-huh. heard it was bad, huh? Like, it just kind of wouldn't go away, right? Like, it, uh, it didn't yeah. kill you. It, Gave you the squirts or something? I, I will say, though, if I wasn't vaccinated and boosted, uh-huh. this it would have been much worse. That's what they say. And there was a lingering cough, and it, was just, it got to a point where it was just annoying. And then one morning... I just like woke up and my body was like, we're throwing up now. And I wow. just, I threw up just once. It was just water. And then I passed out for six hours. Wow. Yeah. It just, it wasn't fun. Sound like you had you, the zombie disease. Uh, <sighs> dude. You and Joe Biden, um, huh? The post, <laughs> the po- God, Joe. That was the thing. I I had COVID at the same time <laughs> as Biden. Joe Biden. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Who uh, recovered first? I did. As, uh, I oh, did. my God. They should have made me president. Oh, I would have gotten shit done. Um, no, but, like, I, my appetite gone. Wow. I just got my sense of smell back, which sucked because I was enjoying not having it because uh, when you fart on people, it's right. hilarious. Because you... <laughs> It's like it's like I just do it. Too. I like my own brand. Like no, but it's like it's like you're playing a video game and the friendly fires off, you know. <laughs> so you're just farting on people, and that's actually how I knew I got my sense of smell back because oh, I farted shit. on Misty and I s- oh, <laughs> could smell shit. it. <laughs> um, as far as wrestling goes, doesn't look like we missed anything. I don't anything. know. Did we miss anything? It was a very boring couple of has, weeks. Has anything been been happening at all? Uh, all jokes aside, yeah. Um, Vince McMahon uh, retired. Uh, and and from, listen, from what I'm hearing, from the stories now that he's retired. You know, I hear it's because he was really tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man must have never slept. Mm. Like, he was, like, I think it, I think it was finally, the schedule was finally getting to Was me. that it? I think it had a lot to do with it. I think it came mm. to the point. Listen, I know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in my seventies for the love of God. But we're not in. We're not good bullshitters. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> listen, there's some days you start, you know, and even in your fifties, there's some days when you're like, ah, fuck, those dishes can wait one more day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He woke up going, ah, oh, man, those payoffs like, can wait ah, one more. Damn, do I have to fucking ride another three hour television show? Ooh. You know, I think, I have a different theory, Chris. I think uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission and federal prosecutors. Mm, they might have, might have something to do with it. And then the investigation of hush money into the Saudi Arabia okay. deal. And I'm a, I'm a WWE stockholder because I'm smart. Uh, <laughs> well, AEW is not on the New York Stock Exchange. Right. Uh, what, Still what privately held company. Uh, another law firm has joined the investigation on behalf of shareholders mm-hmm. to make sure hush money wasn't taken out of his own well, stock. you know what happened. Oh, listen, I'll tell you right now, it happened in the fucking 90s. Uh, I 
mean, it happened. We can go with the late '80s with that female yeah. referee. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, there was there was all kinds of we t- we've talked about it. There was all kinds of creepy shit going on. But I gotta say this: it was the tone of the fucking times, bro. But that's not what's being investigated, right. like, okay? But but like now, the shit that's has gone on the last few years, uh, just like it gets to the point where you're like. Like we, I was talking to, there's a little bar in my neighborhood called One Nostalgia. Oh yeah, they got a mic over yeah, there. Yeah, we got a mic on. Sundays. I didn't know that was There's around your place. By, okay. Uh, but Todd. Yeah, Todd Birdwell, yeah, great comic. And uh, and but uh, it, it's in my neighborhood, and so I pop in there kind of regularly, just if I got a little time to kill, or if the kids like I drop the kid off at a basketball practice, I got to pick him up in a couple hours. I don't want to go all the way home. I'll stop in one nostalgia, have a couple of cold ones. And it was open in 1973, and it looks pretty close to the way it looked in 1973. I mean, it's... Were you in there in 1973? No. (laughs) I don't know. Listen, I'll be honest with you. There was plenty of times that my dad... Back in the the 70s, there was plenty of times my dad walked me into a dive bar, you know, in Dallas when he was meeting his buddies and sat me up on the... Barstool and ordered me a Coca-Cola and while he was hanging out with his buddies and men wheeling and dealing. But uh, my drinking days, I was probably somewhere in 89, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was in there and I was talking to uh, the bartender mm-hmm. and uh, was talking about how sometimes they'll have like uh, because the bar is kind of a, it's, you know, it's an old timey kind of uh, dive bar f- from the 70s. They'll have the old. They'll have old TV shows on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Me TV or whatever. Yeah, me me TV and you yeah. know, all that shit. And we were talking about how things have changed so much since the bygone era that we didn't like know that it wasn't cool to fucking, you know, like things that we thought were cool. I mean, the most popular show in 1979 was The Dukes of Hazard. Confederate flag yeah, right on top of the yeah, fucking car. And it's yeah. like, and you know, and it's like, uh, like we thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the mm-hmm. world. We didn't fucking know. We're stupid, you know. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. It's it's now with social media and everything. There's more places to go to to tell your to, to tell your truth, basically. Yeah. Well, and to go, know? hey, you know, listen, let's let's uh, educate some of the singers. Yeah. You know, I'll like, be honest. hey, you know, you know, only 50, 50 years ago, only fifty years ago, right. uh, the first woman ran in the Boston Marathon, and she took a long time because, and you can look this up for anyone listening, the men that were watching the Boston Marathon were literally running out onto the to the. You know, raceway, right. trying to like stop her, slow, slow her down, slow her down, push her, and that was only fifty years ago. You know, we're still. I mean, I I think we're regressing, right? Because we don't have our priorities. Well, together. I believe me, believe but, me, it's it's much different. But as we was. speak of progression, and I'm glad we, um, you know, we had to bring the Vince McMahon thing up. Sure. Um, I gotta say something. Okay, go for it. I don't know if you're gonna agree with me, disagree okay. with me. This is gonna bring me a lot of heat, maybe. Okay, this is good. Somebody's getting heat other than me. Uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the wrestling community. I'm not talking about fans. You're like, in general, the guys that are in the business. I'm talking about the guys that are in the business. 
um, because, and, and a lot of them, you know, I read, I read social media tweets and posts about a crooked promoter right. or the toxic fan base. And on the day that I expect, uh, oh, yay, change will come. This is great. Instead, I read, and I'm just, I'm not going to say anybody in particular. Okay. I don't even really know who said what. I just remember the quotes, which is, what Vince did is none of our business. Love him or hate him. Um, say what you want, but all this other shit. So let me just state this. Okay. Um, for all of those wrestlers, fucking uh, 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 ring bellers, <laughs> fucking timekeepers, timekeepers, referees, refs. For all of you that said that, to me, you are no longer allowed to complain about the toxic fan base and to complain about uh, crooked promoters, right. and because this was a chance. All right, like this was really a chance for you to go. Oh, great! Change is gonna come. This has been a toxic environment for years now. Right, right. But the, I the acceptance, just the acceptance of just the, the boys' club look, and, and know, I in get general. It. I yeah. get it. Vince took the company to heights, but let's just on the backs of what? On the backs of uh, of a of a female ref in the eighties who who was inappropriately like uh, forced to grab Vince's. Uh, uh, personality, Pat, personality in a limo. Right. Um, uh, uh, let's think about Pat Patterson and the Ring Boys. The backs of those yeah, Ring Boys. Yeah, the uh, back sides of the Ring Boys. Uh, <laughs> the the Jimmy Snuka's girlfriend. Right, and right, 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 right. Well, the last breath of Owen Hart. Yeah, it's listen. It's listen. There's we can go. We could go through. And step by step, and kind of pick out. We can go decade by decade. You, you really could. You really could. And I agree with this. But here's here's really the situation. Is is the you know there's always a give and take when you have something and you have something that's been created that's been great. There's always prices that somebody's going to pay. Sure. I mean, honestly, let's let's it's just we can. The reflection of the advancement of the United States of America as a country is mm. we have fucking horrible, you know, uh, histories of what we did to make the country what it is mm. today. You know, on the on the backs of Native Americans and African Americans sure, sure, and everybody sure, sure. else. But uh, let's not let's not carry. No, it. I know, but I know it's it's. I'm not trying to be political, but what I'm saying is that there's always going to be give and takes, and and, and as a CEO and a, you know, fucking head chief muckety muck, like the, the decisions always fell on Vince's back mm -hmm. and he's got to make those decisions. And, and this is Vince has become very, very good at letting things that bother him roll off his back. Oh, yeah. And letting things that people say that are horrible about him roll off his back. He because, probably doesn't even listen. No, he does not because yeah. he's got to get on to the the business at hand and make sure that, that company is always advancing sure. and especially since they went public now he's got stockholders and so on and so forth sure, to but, answer this, to. but this has everything to do with it, 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 it absolutely does everything that i have brought up the the owen hart thing that was an optional decision yeah 
you did not need to have Owen Hart come down from the ceiling. Yeah, that's but you know it's a mis- it's it was a horrible horrible mistake and and, and it, then his press was, conference afterwards. Right, it was and we know it wasn't premeditated and then we know that if if Negli- it was negligent. It was it was negligent and they you know and it was probably mostly negligent on the crew that they hired to fucking do the job. But they've got but but but, but wrestling but there are wrestling fans convinced that WWE and and this is this is this is why I'm bringing this up to the to the workers. Yeah. Okay. When you say love them or hate them or right. it's none of our business right. or anything, right. you are perpetuating the toxic culture from the fan base. Because who do you think that they worship the most? Sure. It's Vince McMahon. So when they go on Facebook or when they go on Twitter and they, they see go, a well, local talent yeah. shrugging it off, they themselves are going to shrug it off. Every worker right now has an opportunity to change the culture. And you, when you don't do it because you want to work for that company in the future, first of all, I don't, Ever, know, right. I don't know why anybody would want to work right. for this company right, right now. Right, right. Like, I just watched SummerSlam last night, and this, this company is... I don't know if Vince is on the phone still running things, but this is gonna take a while. Yeah, you saw my you saw my post when I was said Evan. I said, uh, and, "What'd you say?" Uh, I said, "Well, I think the new CEO is probably gonna be under a hood." And then I, I did the I did the Dusty Rhodes quote of "I am the Midnight Rider," and everybody in the fucking that's Dusty Rhodes on a fucking mask. You know, it's it's like, you know, okay, like, but I mean, I see a positivity of what the direction this is going because you've got two, uh, you know, uh, younger individuals that still have a huge passion for it that are probably in the, in the process of taking it over. Maybe, but there's, there's, but, but, you know, and and I, I think that. Let's get back to the subject at hand. When it comes to what Vince, the decisions that Vince had to make, he had to make them for the company, and he made them without emotion. There's no question in my mind. There's no question in yeah, my mind that he went. Of course he is. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's the it's the opposite of what when I run shows, what I try and get away from as a promoter, because I want them to know that, like, you know, just like what. Um, what they did with the uh, with the, the comedy store for comedy. It was yeah. a comedy. It was a comedy club for comics. And when I run a show, I want it to be a show for wrestlers. Sure, I want them to have the ability to find their character and Absolutely. to f- and to use their creativity because that's the only way that these guys are going to get better in this fucking business. Absolutely. I can't like you find these local promoters that want to fucking mold these guys into who they want them to mold them into. Yeah. That's the wrong direction on this level. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 the right thing is to do is to bring a guy in who has the really good basics and go, "Hey man, go out there and be do you. Yeah. Go out there and find who you are because it wasn't until I found who I was in this business that I really started having success and I saw a guy like Playboy Gary Hart go, I like what that dude's doing because I had the, he was giving me the ability to go out there and find that heel that I was mm-hmm. to go out there and go hey and when I would do something that caught his eye he would give me a little bit something more to kind of bring my status up in the wrestling business. And see that sounds right. like wrestling right. to me. What I saw last night so 
So you you watch the show? What, what? I, I watch SummerSlam. All right. Because that's because in my head that's the end of what we know as Vince McMahon storylines right. right now. Right. But CM Punk actually brought this up at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, you think he's actually gone? Like CM Punk thinks he's on the phone because he is the majority shareholder. Sure, right. But he thinks he's on the phone. But one thing CM Punk expressed was the culture is not gone. Yeah, no, it, that's not leaving. So, so when Vince McMahon retired, Brock Lesnar actually left the SmackDown before uh, it went on the air. All right. Now later they were able to convince him to come back, and he showed up right at the very end to sell tickets or whatever. Right. But CM Punk had a great point. When Sasha and Naomi walked out, they opened that SmackDown with, oh, they've let us down. Sure. Their disappointment. Sure. When Punk walked out, Stephanie went on Raw in Chicago, Illinois, and called him a quitter. Brock walks out of SmackDown, and they don't begin SmackDown with shit. No. And Vince isn't in that backstage area no, anymore. No. And that was a great fucking point by Punk. It was a really good point. Well, you know, he's the only golden goose they got right now. I brought you know what sure. I'm saying? He's the only real fucking he's the only guy that's re an NCA double A champion. Sure. He's the only guy that literally could probably whoop everybody's ass in the you whole know fucking who, locker room. You know who else? Was the Golden Goose that walked out? Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did. And he, what did yeah. they do? They said Stone Cold yeah. took his ball and went, went home. home. Well, that's true. You know? He admits that's what he did, Basically, too. Punk's point was just because Vince isn't in the building, the Does, culture still lingers. And that, listen, it, it was, here's the positive thing. I'm a, and I want to put a little bit of a positive spin on this. Oh, I'm not. I say burn it all down. Well, burn I, it all I down. understand. And we'll get to the problems with AEW because Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, the, the the wrestling business is a bit of a shit show. It's right tough now. being a wrestling owner, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think the positivity of uh, of Paul mm-hmm. Triple H uh, being the guy involved running the fucking company, I think is probably the most positive thing that could happen to that company. And the reason being is Paul is a uh, very uh, positive, motivated, um, excited guy. He's not a drinker. No. He's never done drugs. Like this is his drug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His heart his like heart his problem heart is, is genetic. It's not, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, no, no. Like this guy is a this this guy is a dude that will go and I think he's I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's it's the closest thing to a wrestler's wrestler running a company that that we're going to get. I mean, we got a preview of it when he was running NXT. I mean, that yeah, was that was, was better than the main roster. And I think that, you know, it's funny because questions have been asked. <laughs> and, and things have been talked about. And I know several uh, podcasters and uh, talk show hosts have talked about, hey, it, you know, more and more when you see that Stephanie and, and Paul are running the, 
the company, going to be running the company. Well, now. Nick Khan's also in there, to be uh, fair. Yeah, right. The CEO. Right, right. And, but he's kind of more the business side. Sure. And non and, and he's kind of a creative. mystery. He's, he's a mystery. And they want to keep him that way. Yeah. So, you know, you want a guy to be able to take the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a guy He's going to be their future pass. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy, yeah right. <laughs> you want to go, well, fucking, you know, Khan, you know, yeah. we can't, we don't know what to do with him. Khan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little Star Trek reference fuck if you guys yeah. don't it know what the fuck that is. That's a good made movie. my day that I was able to yeah, do the that. the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I think that, you know, I think both of them are excited now. Is Stephanie as ruthless as her father? I don't know. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't know. I guarantee you she is. I can see it in her eyes. You know what I'm saying? And like here's, I the, here's across, the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I sat yeah. across from a little girl who was like 24 years old and had lunch with her. But she still had that like No, 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 no. She was, oh, no, 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 no. She was innocent sweet, and man. sweet and, and interested in who you were. And she wanted to know. She was a question asker. She was, you could tell she was. But what happened? She, was, she uh, stayed in that, that culture. The environment. It's the environment. It turns you into that. I'm telling you right now, it turns you into that. Mm -hmm. That's why every guy that's on top, and I saw it with Steve. Mm -hmm. Like, Steve was this jovial kind of fucking, okay, yeah, he was really intense. Yeah. But, like, he got to the point, like, when I went back there in 98, 99, 2000, like, he had become... Looking over his shoulder. Yeah, he was looking over his shoulder, and he was like, like I'm holding my hands up, kind of guarding myself. Like, he was kind of anti, he didn't hang around with the boys, he had his own locker room. Like, he would come down and have coffee at catering, mm-hmm. and he would always come and sit down and talk to me and go, how are you doing? It's good to see you here. It makes so much you sense. Know, you deserve to be here. He was very encouraging and stuff. Hey, what are you doing? Who are you working? He was, but you could see, like, all the rest of the boys kind of, Looked at him like, well, that's the top guy. You got to watch what you say around him. Yeah. Like, you can't goof on him. He'll never want to work with you. Like, you can't fuck, I, you know. Cause I past guest Jeff Jarrett had a little thing with Stone sure. Cold. Stone Cold didn't want to work with right. Jarrett. Right. And, 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 and it's funny because, you know, Jeff's dad ran the fucking company where he started. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, by the way, Jeff, special guest referee last night at SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Um... But, no, uh, you know, what you were saying about Stone Cold makes so much sense. When I was little, my brother, he had, like, a friend whose dad worked for the company. Mm -hmm. And he told my brother that Stone Cold was antisocial. And my brother told me that. And I was, I couldn't, I was just like, what? Yeah, it's the environment turns you into that. And because you kind of start to feel like, and and I know Steve was always the kind of guy who kept, like he had a ha- he was he had a handful of friends he could trust. Mm-hmm. He kept a handful of dudes around him, and then you know if he let his guard down, went out and had a couple beers with you, like he'd lighten up. But like he was one of these guys that you could tell that like it got to the point where he was the top guy, and he felt like the only people he could trust was Vince, yeah, and maybe one or two other guys. And and then at the time his his uh, his family life is, is oh, and going, it was falling apart. It's falling apart because yeah, he's, he's the top guy. He's always gone. And and when when you're a dude that is that obsessed and listen to be that kind of a success, like he could have easily taken a a, a, a easier path, mm-hmm. but like Steve was a driven guy. Yeah, who he from the day that he started. From the day that he got to the camp, mm-hmm. 
from the day that he got on TV, he was constantly going, hey, what else do you think I can do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys that, like, I was a guy that kind of sit back and said, well, my talents will push me in the right direction. Well, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have been like him. I should have been going, hey, don't you think I could, like, don't you think you'd get more out of me if maybe I got a couple wins? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, how about giving me one on TV? You know, like. You know, like he was this guy that kind of pushed it. He was a driven dude, and you got to give up shit. And he had to give up a lot of ha- a family life. So, so it was like difficult. But so when I hear that, you know, these guys have to give up all this stuff, and then I hear what Vince does in his free time, it kind of pisses me off. Right. You know, these guys are, and they're not. They don't have health care. No. Right. No, no. Oh, it's, and that's and then let's that's not, a difficult thing. Let's not forget. This is another Vince McMahon decision. That had nothing to do with what's on TV. Right. But the budget cuts during the pandemic. Right. All those people released. Oh, well, it's budget cuts. And then they re- reported a $900 million profit. Sure. I mean, like, uh, hey. I, I just, I, and, and this, look. And there's been questions that, that, that Stephanie or Paul are, are polishing up this turd to get it sold. I, yeah, you and know, we talked there. about that for a long that's time. That's out there. Right. Um, it's and you know I don't blame people like Kevin Nash. I don't blame people that made money during no, the Monday Night War. Smart, you got to. It's fucking. You make your own deal. You make your own deal, and I, I just don't want to think that these guys know stories that we don't. Guarantee you that. And I mean, guarantee you a shit ton died with fucking Pat Patterson. Yo, we definitely. The we'll never really know the full extent oh, of I the Ring Boy it. situation. Oh, I can, uh, guarantee, you. but that's in there. Yeah. Um, but that's from one owner. Like, here's what I predict. Like, he hasn't at this point. He hasn't done anything criminal. Right. Well, right? well, that we fa- well, that we know that we of have, right now. Yeah, that we have. It is currently financials. Being, we're talking about it, but it we is currently being investigated. We haven't seen the papers. We haven't seen the papers. Uh, there's supposedly uh, an, a real sports HBO episode coming out that's cool. going to be very revealing. That does not surprise me. And a new Wall Street Journal article, which, if you're not aware, a Wall Street Journal article started this. Um, gotcha. Now, as far as what the product looks like, a week in. With a big pay per view of SummerSlam, um, how was it? By the way, was it? Did it hold your? It attention? was fair. Did you give a shit about it? I didn't. Um, what most was the main of event? It, main event: Brock Roman, Last Man Standing. A tractor was involved. A tractor lifted up the ring and tilted it. That was interesting. I'd never seen that before. But he, okay, so here's the problem: the only influence of Triple H that I saw was at the end of the first match, which was the women's title match between Becky and Bianca. Bianca wins. Bailey returns. All right? She's been gone from injury a long time. But heel Bailey returns, and as she's walking down the ramp, she stops. Boom, a girl named Dakota Kai's music hits. She got released back in April. She was a huge Triple H person. Gotcha. And then, boom, Io Shiri's music hits. Shira. They're changing her name because sure. it's hard to pronounce. So it's Io Sky now. Boom. They're a faction. And this faction was pitched and turned down by Vince McMahon. And then Dakota Kai was released in so April this and everything. Is, this is Triple H so has made tri- some phone calls since he's been in. The, Immediate hire yeah, was two women. Smart. 
Smart. Awesome, dude. Smart. They get in the ring. They confront Bianca Belair. They're eyeing the title, and then, boom, Becky face turns. She stands with Bianca to fucking fight them off. They back off, and that's the only Triple H influence because every match is just kind of the same. I will say one thing. If the Logan Paul-Miz match went over, and that would have never fucking happened if Vince was in Gorilla. Right. But since he's not, whatever. They had to cut the Ronda... Liv Morgan, uh, Matt Short, and that that was another thing that kind of impressed me. Rhonda is doing stuff. She's ad-libbing stuff. There's okay. a certain little things she's doing. So on SmackDown, before she could speak, some guy told her to shut up, and she said, you shut up and tell your mother she shouldn't have had you. It's that little and thing. It's, it's finding yourself because she has not found herself as a pro wrestler yet. So in this match, they do kind of a dusty finish. Where, you know, she's got live in the submission. (laughs) She's got live in the submission while her shoulders are down, so the ref's is counting one and then at two, Liv starts tapping, but then the three count hits and Rhonda's like, What do you mean I'm pinned? She was tapping. And then this was a nice little touch. She puts Liv Morgan back in her arm bar and she's looking up at the ref saying, See, this is what tapping looks like and it was just that little being a smart ass. And then she got up, slammed the ref, put the ref in there, fully turned heel. But it's her little like thinking on the top of her cool. head that I liked. Yeah, that's what that that's what you'll get from having Triple H more involved in Sure. Yeah. But every match still seemed overproduced. And then I saw the list of producers and then I'm like, boom, that's why. Michael Hayes is producing the main event. Now, look, I love Michael Hayes. I love the Freebirds. But if we're really going to change the product, we need new producers. Now, they got Petey Williams, who, I mean, everybody does a Canadian destroyer now, a flip pile driver. Petey Williams is the one that really brought that into the limelight in TNA. They do have some new producers, but people like Michael Hayes need to retire. Well, Michael needs to – listen, Michael's a very creative guy, and here's here's the – advantage to having Michael Hayes involved is that Michael is a constant student of two things. Uh, the wrestling business as it's progressed, mm-hmm. he never stops learning. I mean, he's the guy who presented the Stone Cold Stunner to Steve. Sure, okay. Like, like he constantly is trying to find new ideas. Here's the other thing Michael's good at. Michael has got his constantly – has always had this. Now, I don't know as he's gotten older, and Michael's older than I am, but uh, he's constantly had his foot on the pulse of pop culture. Okay. So yeah, Michael I agree Hayes with that. constantly has his foot on pop culture because Michael Hayes is perpetually 15 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've you know seen what the I'm way saying? he dresses. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he won't give up the, fu- <laughs> you know. I stand corrected yeah, yeah, on Michael yeah, Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, 50 or 60 pounds heavier, but maybe he's it still was a, fu- Maybe right. it was because it was Brock versus Roman for the fucking 10th time. Yeah, and they're trying, you know. They were trying to do something different. They're trying the, to find what what do we have. The real what test. What haven't we done? The real test is going to be Monday. Yeah. It's going to be Monday Night Raw tomorrow. Yeah. Like, because now we got to think of fresh ideas for the next pay-per-view. So I'm going to be watching, but if it's just the same old thing, if no. I don't see one. See, I like that Bailey faction, right. but that was the only, the yeah, they, only. Here, and they were lying about their attendance. So they, they have this 
you know, you're watching on TV. It's just, it's the Tennessee Titans stadium, and it sure. looks packed. And yeah. they say forty eight thousand. Now, I think the max occupancy in uh, that stadium is a little bit this over fifty. This is for SummerSlam. This is for SummerSlam. All right. And then I see a picture, only half the stadium was filled. So yeah. they're still lying about their numbers. Hey, I just want to throw this out to WWE and AEW. It's okay if you have empty seats. The sure. economy's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's inflation. Not everyone can afford to go to SummerSlam or right, right. Dynamite, you right, know? Right. Don't lie about your numbers because you look like an idiot on social media. Because sure. a fan... Every wrestling fan, whether it's WWE, AEW, they take a picture like, look how many empty seats. Because wrestling fans are terrible. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> yeah, most of that's the most of them hate their lives. So yeah. I mean, uh, the re- wrestling fans, I expect the Vince sure. McMahon side because yeah. you know, and, and they they say they side with Vince McMahon while misspelling so many words. <laughs> um, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if, if a wrestling fan listens to this That's and great. hates me. The wrestling fans need to get better. I'm talking education. I'm talking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't smart. know what direction it's going to go, but. Um, now, AEW. Let's move on to AEW because, Jesus, everybody's mad. Okay. so I, Now, let me, let me just say, like, I don't know what's going on, and I, my opinion on the product, whether it's, a, like, I don't. Pay attention to AEW that what that much, so you're gonna have to it's explain nothing, to me. Exactly. It's nothing that's happening like, on. Like what are these motherfuckers fucking up now? Look, when we we told we asked ourselves, is AEW signing too many people? Right, we've had that discussion. We've for had about that, a year now. Well, it's catching up. Okay, it's catching up. So, Ring of Honor, uh, Death Before Dishonor, wonderful pay per view. Probably the best Ring of Honor pay per view I've I've ever seen. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, formerly known as uh, Cesaro, beats Jonathan Gresham in the first match uh, for the ROH world title. His first world title, awesome. He has Ring of Honor history. That's great. One thing I know is Jonathan Gresham, who usually comes to the ring in an octopus mask, not coming to the ring in an octopus mask. He's just wearing a shirt, and he looks very weird. Apparently, well, no, not apparently, hours before, not only did he ask for his release, but he cussed out Tony Khan. Cussed him out. And there are reports that he threw his PWI ranking out there. He was disgruntled about where his character was going. He's disgruntled. What is that, the top 500? The top 500 PWI. He threw out what Bill After thought of him. <laughs> Doesn't everybody in the fucking business know that goddamn thing is a work? No, I mean, that is what's rumored. Okay, that, that so, like, maybe the, not the top 20. But that like, was... Like, the top 20 are actually I thought mean, about. I mean, Jonathan Gresham's a great wrestler, right. but his his point was, like, he the Tony Khan, my boss, does not communicate with me. I have no communication. I learned from somebody else that I'm dropping the title. And he felt disrespected and everything. And I can tell you, Tony Khan, I can tell you from his tweets, he does not say the right things. At the right, you know, he's sure. a socially awkward yeah, guy. Sure. He, he says. He's a wrestling fan. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he says something markish, and Jonathan Gresham just lets him I have it. I love it. Hasn't been released yet. I, I, loved, I love that the owner of the second biggest company in wrestling is half a, a, have a mark. It's a fucking mark, yeah. And then there was Rampage, where I literally watched Ethan Page. His finish is the razor's edge. 
He holds the guys up in the razor's edge. He looks into the camera, and he says, I hate it here. Finishes the move, rolls out of the ring, says, where's my money? Where's my TV time? They cut to something else, but it looks like he's pissed. Hmm. I mean, it could be a work, but if MJF is a work, why would you have the same work so for th- another guy? Yeah, you think they've already called him? Think the boys in New York have already called him or Stanford, Connecticut or whatever the fuck? I'm just hoping we don't see this regularly in AEW, but Tony Khan needs to open well, up more communication. Well, it's going to it's gonna happen. You know, nowadays it's gotten to the point, and, sp- and I think it started with this goddamn pandemic. That people have realized, hey man, fucking life is fragile. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. By the way, you guys can't see him right now. I haven't seen Chris in what, like a month, maybe yeah, close to three. Yeah, yeah, about a month. Close to a month. Yeah. Chris Germany is in the best shape I've ever fucking seen him in. I don't know what the fuck he's been doing, <laughs> but like <laughs> I much. open the door and I'm I gonna, see. I'm gonna actually maybe <laughs> consider picking up a weight. No, I I open the door and it's Kurt von S. Like it's like <laughs> it's not Chris Germany. Yeah, it's it's like, your old German gimmick. Well, I gotta say, man. The, <laughs> I got a shot in my back, and I feel pretty good. I got a shot in my back yesterday. I've been having some back issues since I got back from vacation, and I think I overdid it on vacation. We walked everywhere in Clearwater, mm-hmm. Florida. And uh, so, uh, and I wanted to spend time with Leland, and I don't get to spend as much time with him because uh, my, of my job. And, and, pers- did, and y'all, pers- did y'all do a triathlon? How are you in such no, good but, uh, <laughs> You know, we, uh, we, we, we did. We walked. Everywhere we uh, Walk, we, we got to we got to the hotel we uh, we purposely stayed in three separate different hotels because sure. we wanted to find the one that we really really fucking liked and the last one we really fucking liked uh, if you ever get a chance to go to the Opal Sands in Clearwater Florida it's beautiful you also you went to Hulk Hogan's bar yeah, right? yeah, no, no yeah. tell me about yeah. that I want to oh. hear about the Hulk Hogan's <laughs> hangout so bro. you saw the pictures I put on Facebook yeah, at, yeah. at Hulk Hogan's t-shirt shop yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, then Actually, uh, Does it smell it. like Hogan's sweaty wrestling fans? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It was uh, me and my wife and my son were walking around. And the t-shirt shop's about half the size. Well, it's about the size of this room. That's good and it's small. And uh, But, uh, you know, uh, belts on the wall. And, you know, you mm-hmm. used to feel like uh, statues of uh, Hogan and Jimmy, and Jimmy Hart and, and shit. And uh, so, uh, and we took some uh, funny pictures of the statues and but uh then we went uh, a couple of days later and had lunch at uh, hogan's hangout nice little place did you I talk to the say, employees did you get um, some information uh, no just like uh like we just like i wanted the atmosphere yeah. to, uh, like i wanted to kind of take in the atmosphere it's kind of an open air bar open air beachfront um it's not beachfront it's it's a block away from the beach that's yeah. okay and uh, like literally, you can walk from Hogan's place in a straight line, and, and within a, a block, you're at the beach. And God, uh, I kind of want to go now. It's it's kind of it's nice, yeah. and, and the food was decent, you know. And, and it's listen everywhere that you're on Clearwater, Florida. Like we ate seafood every goddamn night because everything's fresh. Yeah, you know, it comes right out of the goddamn what, motion. What's that Hogan's hangout? Uh, everything they've kind of, they're kind of they're a burger joint. They're, yeah, uh, you know they have, they have uh, they it's have, not they fresh, have seafood. I think uh, it's it's actually pretty good food. Yeah, um, we yeah, had wings. In fact, there's a picture of me holding the the big thing of wings because mm-hmm. my fucking son loves wings, and and we got wings and and like like it's. 
pretty presentable. I'm sure he has a management company. I'm sure he has like a Cisco for the burgers. Well, and two, there's like uh, like you can get restaurant management companies that come in and actually manage it, so you don't have to. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they run it like a uh, like a uh, like a franchise, you know, restaurant. Very professional. I will say. Well, Waitstaff was a little slow, but. uh, Well, so was Hogan. But the atmosphere, <laughs> I got to say, I could see how where Hogan could come in and do a little karaoke thing like he does on TikTok. And, yeah. And, like, draw in some people and, like, sell a bunch of T-shirts and shit. Mm-hmm. And, they, and With his son DJing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, with his convict son DJing. So, but Thank God Brooke listen, doesn't sing. Listen, <laughs> yeah, no shit. So, but it, listen, it, it's it, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we walked everywhere, like literally, like probably the most that I have walked consistently, you know, since, uh, you know, uh, especially recreationally. Yeah. Usually if I'm walking, I'm working. But uh, this was kind of, you know, we strode like, like if we wanted to go to a uh, beer store or, or uh, Walgreens like like we did like we parked the car at the hotels and that's and the, and that car stayed there until we left that <laughs> hotel because everything yeah. is literally in walking distance yeah so it was, it was a lot of fun but you walked a little bit too much walked a little bit too much and my hips were uh like I was paying the price on my sciatic nerve mm. and uh and you know I'm in the process of dropping some weight, and so I'm you know you trying, look you look fantastic. trying to get to the point where I, listen I, doing one last match. I don't know about that, man. Well, tonight tonight's Rick tonight is Ric Flair's last match, and he's promised blading. So really, he's already said, "Hey, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting color." Also, I read a report that he's been out drinking every night this week. He's I, like, um, I don't know if you saw it, but like, you know. Like, basically, Jeff Jarrett called him a fucking raging alcoholic. Yeah. That's our boy. <laughs> uh, no. Well, no. you got to call him how you see him, you know? Honestly, I'm looking at the match card and right I'll be, now. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't want Ric Flair any other way. Yeah, I mean. Like, if I run into him, I want to go, hey, man, what are you drinking? And, like, I want the same thing. And, like, let's sit well, down. You like, never... let's sit down and catch a real fucking buzz. I mean, let's sit you... here till we till our till both our livers go. You missed your chance because he's dying tonight. That's <laughs> look, 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 look. As far as like spot shows go, uh-huh. this card is fucking it's, excellent. It's packed. Isn't oh, it? dude. Okay, so we got an impact uh, world title match between Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu. Who I believe is uh, one of the family is is part of the bloodline, right. I guess you would say. The ladies' triangle match between Diana Perozo, Jordan Grace, who said Chris Benoit wouldn't be able to to hang with today's wrestlers. Please, I mean, I'm, he'll fucking kill you. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then uh, versus Rachel Ellering. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Paul El- Ellering's daughter. Yeah, and then for the first time ever, the Briscoes. Ring uh, of Honor. Versus Von Erichs. Versus right. the Von Erichs. That ought to be a fucking mm-hmm. fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Those Von Erich boys still got a little mm-hmm. in them, you know? Uh, number 20 on PWI's rankings, Jonathan Gresham versus <laughs> Alan Angels 
who was in AEW, Nick Wayne, and Konosuke Takeshita. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, it's close enough. Uh, he's a recent favorite on AEW. Then the triple attraction, Ray Phoenix versus Bandito versus Laredo Kid versus... So you got a luchador in, in match triple in there. Triple threat there. Huh? Tag Team Dream Max, uh, the Wolves versus the Motor Shitty Machine Guns, and then Killer Cross with Scarlet, released from WWE, uh-huh. very popular guy, versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. And then, oh God, that's not even that's not even legacy match. Uh, Ricky and Kerry Morton with Robert Gibson versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson. And then we have a New Japan match, a New Japan Young Lions match. Ren Narita versus Yuyu Amura. Amura. Yeah, sorry, y'all. It's easy for you to say. And, and then a you bunk do, and you'll clean it up. A bunkhouse battle royal. All right. This card. That's is, a good card. Is fucking sick. Yeah. Like I mean, that's worth the money to go to. I don't know how. I don't know what the t- price point is on the tickets. But. I mean, I'm just. I'm probably going to order it on Fight TV tonight. Yeah, you got th- the Briscoes versus Ron Eric's and Rick Flair's going to die worth, at the end of the yeah. night. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that is worth. They're going to shoot him with a shotgun. Oh, it's probably his his. Jo- I know. Uh, Charlotte said no to something. There was a spot that Rick was planning, and Charlotte said no. No. Gotcha. But honestly, my prediction. Yeah, he'll probably blade. But he's probably just going to be in the ring for six minutes doing the Ric Flair stuff. Boom, tag to Andrade. Andrade carries the whole match. That's the, how I see it. Yeah. Let's just be realistic. Y'all. Here's the question. Is he going to do the up and over? Oh, no. Can he do the up and over? I got money that says he can do the up and over. I think he can do the, can do the I'm going to the top rope to do something, Gorilla Press. Right. I think he can do that. The up and over, I don't know, man. It's a tough spot. I've done it before. It's hard. I don't know. At his age, like my what? grandmother fell back into her chair, like at Rick, <laughs> close to Ric Flair's age, and she just, she never she broke her she head. Died. Right. She died from it. Like yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when you're old, the back is very, very fragile. Well, it's the hips. The hips is and what fucks you up. Yeah. I don't. But know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I bet you, I bet you money, we're gonna see the up and over. I, I just, I got a feeling. You know, he was the best guy at it. He was the perfect height. Like Kit was about that. Kit was about Flair, a little shorter than Flair, but yeah. about that kind of build. And uh, and Kit could do the up and over really well. So yeah. like I did it. Like I did. Cause I saw Bam Bam. Like Terry Gordy do it, I thought, well, fuck if Terry Gordy can do it, I can do it. But when you, it's the speed that you have to go in the corner and enough speed to get the up and over. Mm-hmm. But then being a bigger guy, like you can't go in too fast because you can't slow down enough. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of a fucked up thing. But when you, what you do is you put your both hands on that second rope. Yeah. And when you go up vertically, you let one hand go. And it just takes you over and puts you. Really, on it's the really just a, a a flick of the wrist. Yeah, basically. it's like you left you let your your right hand go and you flip over left to the left hand side. That is, uh, that's absolutely wild. I'm I'm looking at more range. I mean, honestly, the the all the wrestling news is just Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, I got to show you something. By the way, I'm not going to reveal it here on the podcast because I don't want. Uh, People trying to come to my house and steal it, but gotcha. um, uh, it's just it's. Uh, wh- what do you th- like? Like, do you think this is it for, for Vince? Like, is this? Well, I don't think there's a choice. I think when Vince voluntarily retires, mm-hmm. uh, now is Vince still involved in the business? Probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably. 
But, uh, I mean, it, does he have day? Is he like he can't be there to, day to day? Nah. If he says he's retiring, he's still showing up. Well, but I mean, and, it's know. it's because of scandal. It's sure. not because he's tired. Well, I don't know, man. I don't it's, know what. It's I, not. You can't predict. I mean, listen, I have an 87 year old father. That, that gets up every fucking day mm-hmm. like he's got a regular job mm-hmm. and works on that goddamn 27 acres he's on and takes care of it all by him fucking self and, like, sets his hours. Like, he knows what time he's going to fucking come home and, and have lunch and take an hour nap and then get up and do some more shit. Like, That's he won't. Yeah, at 87. Climbing on and off a tractor, fucking digging holes, fucking, you know, uh, cutting brush and dragging them into piles. I mean, he works fucking hard. It's what keeps him going. And there's a lot of Same people that end up Vince. end up like for real retiring, and then dying a couple days later because or, or a couple years later because they're just fucking bored out of their minds. Well, I'm not so, wishing that. No, Vince. but I don't know. I don't think Vince will ever like stop. Like I don't know if how much how he's involved, but he's got to be involved. He's got to be on the way phone. somehow. He's got to be. Because he wouldn't just bow out gracefully. No, and he's, what's he going to do? Fucking sit in a rocking chair? The dude is fucking in the gym for two hours every day. You know, that's what he's doing. He's going to the gym, and then he's watching the product on the phone with someone. Maybe whoever's in Gorilla, he's on the phone with. But ultimately, you know. Because that's what, the, I bet you that's the deal they had to make with him. Because, like, I don't this, know, w- this was not a Vince decision. The, the retiring because of the scandal. Yeah, like, I think. You got to remember, Vince would go, like after the whole scandal thing, investigation was announced, Vince opened SmackDown and Raw right. with just nonsense, like, ego-stroking bullshit. Yeah, he's like, hey, man, look at me. I'm still yeah. here. Fuck you guys. Yeah. That's, it's, it's Stephanie, it's Nick Khan, probably Triple H in his office going, look. I agree. The SEC and the fucking federal prosecutors, you need to do this. And he'll and he probably said, "Yeah, but you know, I'm not majority shareholder. Yeah, well, I'm going to be on the phone because right. you kids are going to ruin this." Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him still at the buildings. What's up? I wouldn't be surprised if you still still saw him in the buildings. If he's still in his office right yeah, now. Yeah, like he's there's still a fucking. It just says storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like here, and I I've, I think I've told this story here when you show up at the building. Yeah. And you go through a, the there's No, you have not told this story. Yeah. I don't know what happens when you go to the building. So when Please. you go when you go to the building, like you you always look for the ramps. Okay. Cuz that's where all the 18-wheelers and stuff are there and that's where the boys park. So you go down the ramp and there's usually fans on the ramp like looking down to oh, see you're who's coming. Oh, you're talking about WWE no, headquarters. No, okay. No, when you no, I'm sorry. When you go to the buildings. I was I thought his office was no, storage no, no, no. at no. the anyway. <laughs> no, but when you go to the buildings and then you get out and you walk through with your bag and stuff. Usually security sees you and you're they could tell you're one of the boys and they mm-hmm. let you in. I would be stopped immediately. And uh, even if I was under contract. <laughs> and you uh so you just go in and then you look and they have and of course, this is the way it used to be. I'm sure it's still this way. They have printed papers that are color, uh, color papers that have to point you in the right direction to yeah. where everything is. Like you walk in, and they're like, it says Vince McMahon's office mm-hmm. this way with an arrow, or it says catering this way, or they say uh, gorilla this direction. Yeah, you know, so you can sit there, and then as you walk down the hallways. You know where 
the basketball teams or the football teams or whatever it would be. Then you have uh, the same printed papers like pointing you in the right direction, like this way to Vince's office or this way to, to uh, produ- like high, production. It's like high with yeah, it's like, well, I mean, yeah. So, and they're just printed pieces of paper with little fucking, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, a boss on it for mm-hmm. Vince, Vince and, you know, food for catering and like, you know. You know what's And they would though? even have one that said kayfabe this way. Oh, really? They always printed one and taped it up. It said kayfabe this way. As just an inside just joke? Just an inside joke, yeah. What, uh, something I've always noticed is that their gorilla, they build their own gorilla room. Yeah. And every, why? Well, it's, what they do is they, you have your entrance. Yeah, yeah, So, like, you know, you remember it used to be a fist. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's But the entranceway, but the entranceway goes, like, you step up. Mm-hmm. All, all the stuff is built with the entrance and stuff that has the ramp that goes down towards the center of the arena. Mm-hmm. And then, but the ramp comes up, and then there's a, like, level. Yeah. And it's a level probably about, oh, probably a quarter of this room, you know, where you can stand, and there's a, a desk with the monitor, mm-hmm. and uh, and headphones, and ways to communicate. Is that what it looks that's like? What, that's what Gorilla looks like. When you were right? Yeah, I'm sure it's the same way. Why no, would you no, fucking change it's, it? It's this massive... Like, uh, oh well, it's some, yeah, it's probably bigger. Now. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But they like they 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 build it. They like build walls and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. the same walls WWE like highlights. But I'm just thinking like, what an unnecessary expense though. Well, like, probably. <laughs> what's wrong see, with See, see, used to they had used to they would have a truck in the back with all the monitors and shit. Yeah. So and then they would have a monitor in Gorilla. So usually one guy was and and, and usually. The actual gorilla where they told you to go to the ring and you came back from the ring and there was somebody there was usually, unless it was a main event or something that Vince was involved in, Vince was not there. Yeah. Vince was in the back running production. He's with in his, the truck. With his fucking, no. No, no, no. Or with his, and with his, he's, he's yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. this guy with the glasses. I've with heard the reading that. glasses on his nose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and walking around with the, with the fucking big book with the fucking, script and shit in it. But usually like when I would go it would be um uh Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Who is still on the creative team. And or or Bruce and um like Bruce and uh, uh one of the other high up production guys like it might might, might have been Pat Patterson at the time. Today it is Kevin Dunn. Yeah, Kevin who, Dunn. Who is Kevin in, Dunn's usually in the truck. He's in hot water. Yeah. He, what did uh, he do? Well, he said... Uh, he tried to get his teeth fixed? <laughs> it's funny. You should mention that. He said he didn't think uh, Becky Lynch was attractive enough uh, to be the women's champion. It's funny how you mention how he looks. Coming from that beaver motherfucker. This beaver motherfucker. Uh, you know... But like CM Punk said, that's the culture. Yeah, you know, Vince might be gone, but that's the culture. Sure, you can't get rid of it, man. It's and, man, they are really good. Like, these WWE fans just forget history. They're really good at making these WWE fans forget. Like, yeah, we were negligently responsible for Owen Hart. And I don't even want to bring up Ashley Mazzaro. I feel like her employment needs to be investigated. 
Uh, she committed suicide. Oh, yeah, what happened with that? She committed suicide before 40, but she had reported to the WWE that uh, during Tribute of the Troops that she was raped by a member of the military. And WWE basically said, uh, don't sell it. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, unfortunately, years later, she would take her life. But then WWE is just like, well, you know, she wrote a letter. Uh, uh, apologizing for the story that she made up and blah, blah, blah. That's and bullshit. then never produce the letter. You know, and it's that culture. <sighs> yeah. yeah, well, and listen. And also, we got to remember Vince's investigation. There is a female wrestler that was also paid off, and I can't help but think, you know, maybe, I was... Th- I w- maybe. Yeah. I was thinking, like, well, who could it be? Because every female wrestler has been back. To do the Royal Rumbles and stuff. Listen, it's very, I got to say, it's very difficult for me. It's very difficult for me as a guy who's worked for WWE and enjoyed the atmosphere that we had Mm -hmm. at the time. It was a boys club. It was a fraternity. Everybody bust each other's balls. Although, in addition, you could go to a guy and go, hey, man, I really, I have a question. And they would help you. You know, I could go to, uh, I could go to, uh, a, a road dog, and I could go, hey, man. Well, Who's I, begging for a job uh, by, with AEW, oh, yet continues to complain about the product. Not a good way to get hired. Right. Road dog. But, <laughs> but, or I could go, you know, to one of those guys like that that were middle card guys. Sure. And go, hey, man, I'm, I'm working so-and-so. Like, what can I expect? Like, what should I do? What can I get away with asking him to be, to put in? Like, you've worked with him before. And they would tell you, mm-hmm. hey, he really likes this. You got to sell this big. If you sell this big, he'll want to give you something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can go to the guys, but everybody's, you know, it's a fraternity. We're all busting balls, you know? But now, now that you say that, though, since you were around it, do you think, like, looking back, had you have just been given, like, a three-year contract, wherever you are on the card, doesn't matter. If you were around that culture, if you were around that environment, do you think – it would have changed you to be because right, like you're fiscally conservative, right? But you're what you, you're fiscally conservative, but you're a progressive. But, but I'm person. pretty progressive you're liberal pretty guy pro- when it yeah. comes to yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So do you think that that boys' club mentality would have led you to maybe be to the extreme, like to, to you know to where you know we're fucking around uh, harassing the divas? Or, like, I think one wrestler shit in a diva's bag. <laughs> you was, know what I mean? That was fucking X-Pac. Was that X-Pac? Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking it was Orton for a second, but, you uh, know. it was X-Pac. He's well, the only one that could get over the fence where the bags were. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Do you think that that, <laughs> that environment would have rubbed off on you? And, and back in the day, nothing wrong with it. Right. But if we were to look at it right now... Like, uh, yeah, listen, we uh, listen. It was it, listen on the road generally, whether it was independence or we were working for WWF or uh, you know working uh, a smaller company in another state. Yeah, um, or even going to Mexico. Man, it was constantly a good time. It was hey man, we're gonna let's go out there and blow the fucking doors off this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm main event. We're main eventing in Terreon, Mexico, in front of fucking 30,000 people. That's a, dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems like the independent culture was just like business like, as usual. Yeah, like let's get in there and blow them away and then let's go party. 
party our fucking mm-hmm. asses off. Yeah, that's what it, every every story. I mean, we've sat down with people, uh, but every story you've told and every story that about the independence at that time, it didn't seem like it was no, a very was toxic fun. place. It, it was fun, and listen, it was a different culture for the females at the time too. Yeah, it was a different like it was the it was still that eighties nineties mentality in the late nineties that hey, you know, like some girls were a little bit more forward and like. Um, they were there to have a good time too, and we weren't hurting anybody's feelings. Like we weren't doing things that we shouldn't have been done. We were very respectful to the ladies that mm-hmm. we worked with, and the girls that came in and wanted to hang out with the boys afterwards. You know, like 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 if like if we hooked up with somebody, it was their idea. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. it was like you don't need hush money. No, we like we <laughs> were like, like we were the fucking shit. Like if, yeah. like we, like usually it was their idea. So that's you know, going like, on in Independence. Right. Meanwhile, you turn it to WWF and Vince has Sable topless with handprints on her well, boots. And you know, like that was you what know? was selling at the time on TV. Though, sure, too, you know, sure. But like and in hindsight, we look it, back it, at you know, it. Well, maybe I can see why Sable was uncomfortable and sued. Yeah, like I rem- like I've heard she went back though. It's I, just I, I've heard like I remember being in the locker room, and one of the boy like and I've heard uh, stories with that Scott Hall's told. Mm-hmm. Like you pick up a fucking if you picked up a bottle of pills to a bottle of aspirin or fucking Advil, and t- and took a couple of Advil because you're about to go wrestle, and some of the boys in the locker room heard that jingle of the fucking pills. They don't. Yeah. They want to know what you're taking and do you have some extras. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was a fucking and, – and thank God we don't have guys dying like we – you know what I'm saying? We don't have guys dying. What are you talking about? I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> you I'm guys got dying left and right. What no, are you but we don't have guys – like you don't have guys that are still involved in the business. Oh. Like that are in the business that are c- kind of either at the top or on their way down dying in hotel rooms. Speaking of you which, know what I'm saying. Speaking of which, and and you're right because uh, you want to know who recently uh, has been clean for a good period and looks like that they're, they're growing up. Uh, Buff Bagwell. Let me get a picture. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah like you've seen DD, this picture. Of yeah, like DDP. Like I'll be honest with he you. He like he looks like Mitt Bagwell. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mitt and I'm the shit. Yeah, Look at I that. I was gonna go. Who's this? Who is this fucking senator? <laughs> I'm Mitt and I'm clean doing, as shit. That's doing DDP fucking videos. You know? Is he doing DDP? I yoga? think D- I think Dallas got a hold of it. Well, bring me that first DVD, yeah, no Chris. Shit. Like I think Dallas got a hold of him. He's trying to sober him up. You know, if, if you uh, look on TikTok now, one of the really great things is, and I'm following, is DDP is now, he's like, now he's doing, I think he's become a real motivational guy. And he's yeah. always been a real motivational, but now he has like daily affirmations on his TikTok that make you think. They're not just like, hey, pull yourself all the, uh, by the bootstraps kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, they make you, like, they're, they really say something. And I like his, I've always liked his attitude on, hey, if you put your fucking mind to it, you can fucking do it. I, uh, I had a, I had like a, 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 I thought of something, like a wish is just going to stay a wish unless you make it a goal. Right. And when you make it a goal, then it's accomplished. Sure. You know, and, and you well, can then accomplish you have it. Then you know what the steps are to yeah. fucking, to, to create that. Like we used to do, when I was in sales, we used to do this thing called, uh, 
we would we would do gold setting, and the first thing gold hey, we setting, used to do this thing called overcharge the customer. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> we did that. Um, but the first thing you did when you started to sell goals is the first page that you worked on was um, just like brainstorming. It yeah. Was just it was all think of your wildest dreams. Okay. Like and write them down because until you until you get it out in the universe and let the universe know that this is what you're working for, it's never going to fucking happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm kind of like just living my dream right now. Like, am I, you know, a millionaire in fame? No. I, I mean, it's it'd be nice. I bought lottery tickets. Oh, I you, did, win you did the Mega Millions? Yeah, okay. I don't do that shit. I, I, you never fucking know. I mean, you never know, but at the same You're time, not I'm not going to fucking drop $50. I'm, fucking, I'm not going to go out of my way. Um, like uh, tomorrow, uh, this, I, I'm writing for a video game publication now. The website launches tomorrow, timelessgamer.net. Sorry, I plug cool, my own shit, Cool, awesome Chris. shit. That's uh, good. You know, plug do, away. Doing stand-up, and I'm, I'm very fortunate enough that I was able to rebuild my career after years of drinking and still be consistently booked sure. and there's a twitch channel and video editing i'm i'm self-employed well other than the website i'm self-employed and uh, uh my wife is happy i've got two do- like i'm i'm yeah. set because if if you yeah, you're in a you're in a you're in a you're in a point that you kind of you're like hey i'm 35 i'm, I'm an adult now. there were adults yeah. when i was growing up that doubted me and I know sure they do. they do, you know. And by the way, if you're like a teach, if you're doubting like a seven year old, and you're like the fucking <laughs> you're teacher, an what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, but anyway, I'm, and I'd say you're fucking living the dream. You got healthy kids and stuff. Yeah. It just all depends on what your priorities are. Here's my problem. My problem is, is that I've come to a point to realize at my age that, like, th- as much as I've done in my lifetime. And pursued things that I wanted to do, that I have a difficult time being happy with what I've produced. Really? You know, uh, it's, it's it's like a never uh, it's, it's never it's happy never enough. enough. Nope, yeah. nope. And 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 it's gotten to the point where I'm like, maybe I need to go talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> maybe I have an issue. Like, yeah. like I, I can't. Like, I get off stage and I go, hey, good set. You know? Yeah. And you and and I and I and all I think about is. I fucked that one thing up. Yeah. You know, it's never good enough. Like, I was thinking like, of getting a therapist, uh, and I was actually, like, shopping around. <laughs> and then I felt bad because I was like, well, I don't want, like, a I don't want, like, a woman therapist. <laughs> and it's not sexist. It's just like, well, what am I, what am I going to complain about to her? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know? Like a straight white male. Because, man, I was in traffic for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, like, I, I couldn't go to a woman therapist and complain about my wife. Yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't understand me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, sometimes when I'm in traffic, I feel like fucking snapping. No, oh, not. really? Good for you. I don't have rights. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, quick little announcement. Uh, uh, we'll get to that. But All the right. Counting Lights wrestling shows currently on hold until further notice. Uh, we're trying to find a new venue. We're, work- we're working on some new stuff. But we have a new venue for... The Counting Lights Comedy Show, and we've got a big one. Uh, our new venue, our new uh, uh, comedy partnership with the Elks Lodge in Dallas, Texas. Um, Elk Lodge 71. Elk Lodge 71. I guess we got to be specific. Um, I don't 
Are there 71 Elks Lodges in it's Dallas? Probably, probably more. I think they go by, like, when they Do open they go up. By, oh, like, somewhere there's an Elks Lodge America. one. Yes, in America. Oh, okay. I thought it was, like, yeah, a state thing. September 3rd, uh, myself, Chris Germany, uh, Angela Owen, and headliner Jerry Wayne Longmire, back by popular demand uh, from the Whiskey Brothers podcast and uh, – He's got like a million views on TikTok. He's a very popular TikToker. Uh, September 3rd, um, 7 o'clock p.m. uh, Doors open 30 minutes prior to showtime. Tickets are $20. And uh, with ticket, it is a no drink minimum. You can just come in there, sit the fuck down, enjoy yourself. And uh, for tickets, go to birdease.com slash comedy or contact the Elks Lodge directly at 214-349-349. One nine seven one. Oh, did you hear that sexy voice as I read that? That was pretty good. Um, uh, Christy, I mean, I I can't. I had canceled shows. I got nothing until October. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah, I got. I got to shake the trees a little bit. I think I'm gonna go find some other people to do some new headshots for me. You know, just kind of get out there. Like it's been difficult for me with the. the so you don't have any shows either. With the change, I don't have anything like that's no, what not I'm dealing with right now. I need to fucking. I need to call the improv. Oh, I did get hit, hit up by the way, by. Uh, <laughs> I I did get hit up by uh, Jared at the uh, um, at the comedy arena. Hey. Uh, about doing some uh, uh, shows for them on Thursday nights, uh, to kind of and, and and I get to book it. Like I get to bring who I want to bring, so um, I, I think I've got those. Hey, congratulations! I think we're um, start uh, some of that in November, and uh, that'll be that'll be a good uh, kind of way to round out that's the end fun. of the year. So good uh, for you! No, that's like a that's a good thing, man. When a when a club I don't care what size when a club uh, uh, puts you in charge of that gives you a night, like fucking you know. Take that seriously. Focus on that. Yeah, well, I that. definitely will. Because and uh, you know, book me, book you, buddy. Yeah, yeah no, you, book you, you book. You, now, you, comedy. No, I want you to help me kind of pick out the comics. No, no, I, I leave. I am a once a year thing. I am a, I am a Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> comedy arena. I don't show up many times. If I have to show up more than once a year, you gotta pay me quadruple. <laughs> Ben's the 150-pound Brock Lesnar of the comedy community. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce this, but fuck it. October, I'm going to be at the Plano Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. That's awesome. No, but that's that that was supposed to take place last year. I remember that. COVID got way up. I mean, COVID's up now, but now it's just like the hell with it. Right. So this year, boom, repeat. We're going to do it, Plano cool, awesome. Comedy Festival. Other than that, I... Hope it's not the third. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's October third? <laughs> oh no, that's October. I saw Do you September. even know the date of our Fuck. fucking no, show? No, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck me. Hey, uh, follow us on social media: facebookcom slash podcast, Twitter at counting underscore lights. Send us an email: countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. and check us out on TikTok at countinglightspodcast. And uh, and thank you guys for being patient, waiting for new episodes. We're glad to be back, COVID free, yep. sciatica Rested, or whatever right, the fuck yeah. he's got. <laughs> I can I can touch my toes. I've almost lost enough weight I can see my penis. All right, all right, and that's what we're gonna end yeah, if on. If I lean forward, I can. Oh, there, there it is. All right, you've been. <laughs> <laughs>
That's Jesus. You've been listening to the Counting Lights Podcast. He's Chris Germany. That's Dan Danzy. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast. We're comedy and wrestling. Lock up. <laughs>